Hi, everybody, and welcome back for the next installment of the Rocky Mountain Myrex Short Takes on Suicide Prevention podcast. I'm your host, Adam Hoffberg, and we're joined today by Dr. Bridget Matarazzo, and she's going to talk to us about an exciting program offered through the Rocky Mountain Myrex called the Suicide Risk Management Consultation Program. So welcome, Bridget. Thanks, Adam. It's great to be here. Great. So, Bridget, you're a clinical research psychologist. You're also the director of clinical services here at the Rocky Mountain Myrex and also the co-director of the Suicide Risk Management Consultation Program. So tell us a little bit about your path to getting involved in all these services. Sure, absolutely. Um, so I've been in the MIREC for about eight and a half years now. We've had a local consultation service here in Eastern Colorado Healthcare System for, for quite a while. Um, and we had a lot of um, encouragement from VA Central Office to find a way to sort of expand that in VA. And so the Rocky Mountain MIREC, starting in 2013, um, expanded the program. And um, a few years later, um, I was co-directing it with Dr. Hal Wurzel, uh, my, my colleague and co-director here. So, Bridget, tell us a little bit about the Suicide Risk Management Program and sort of its orientation and what you all are doing there. Sure. So we offer free consultation to any provider who's working with a veteran at risk for suicide. So this could be within VA or outside of VA. Um, it's really for any provider who's concerned about a veteran they're serving. Um, and our consultation can be on a variety of topics like um, risk assessment and management, safety planning, lethal means safety, post-evention. And one topic that we cover in nearly, nearly every consultation is documentation um, and risk stratification. And so um, consultations can happen over email or over the phone, most commonly over the phone, especially if we're talking about a particular case. We offer recommendations and send resources relevant to the consultation. The philosophy that underlies our program is Never Worry Alone. And you'll see that in um, kind of our, our campaign we've launched, launched this year to get the word out about the program. And we really mean that. There's no reason for clinicians doing this really tough work to be worrying alone. Um, and even though we work in a really huge integrated healthcare system um, or out in the community with a lot of support, um, it can be really, really nice to just get some additional consultation with these types of cases um, and serves a really nice medical legal function as well. So yeah, that's a little bit about the program itself. Great. Yeah, I love that. Uh, Never worry alone. It really resonates with me. And like you said, it's really that idea that you all are there to support and uh, not work through some of these difficult cases alone. Help help talk with some experts on the topic. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I was going to add is that the program is um, founded in our therapeutic risk management of the suicidal patient model that we developed here in the Rocky Mountain Myrac. And the model itself really just incorporates a lot of best practices from the field and goes through um, different ways to assess and manage risk um, and, and kind of culminates in a suicide risk um, stratification. So both talking about acute risk and chronic risk and that um, your management strategies should link on to that. And so that's something that's incorporated in a lot of the work we do. But um, what we hope is that we're helping providers to work in ways that um, are both best for them and best for the veteran they're serving. Um, and the, this model really lines up with both of those objectives. Excellent. Would you dive in a little bit more into this sort of multidimensional model of risk stratification that may be new to folks or just sort of explaining why that's important as well? 
Absolutely. It's a great question. Um, so on most consultation calls, we find that um, providers are documenting a level of risk. They're talking about low, intermediate, or high risk, um, but not necessarily talking about acute versus chronic. They often think of their patients in that way, but may not be in the habit of documenting in that way. And for some of the, the folks that we serve, they're at really high chronic risk, um, but during a given session or phone interaction, they may be at low acute risk. And so if you're documenting both, it helps show in your documentation that you're appreciating that this person has chronic high risk, you're doing certain things to mitigate their long-term risk, but during that last interaction, they were at low acute risk. So you didn't elevate their care in any way, and you were sort of proceeding with treatment as usual. Um, we find that sometimes our providers are getting caught in a bind where they feel like their clinical judgment sounds. They feel like their decision-making in terms of letting the patient go back home, not considering hospitalization, that sort of thing is totally sound, but it doesn't feel quite right to document that they're at low risk because um, they know that they're at high chronic risk. And so it's a that's a particular situation where it's nice to have these two different um, ways of documenting. Excellent. Thank you. And um, so for listeners that might be considering um, reaching out to the consult program, first of all, how would they go about doing that? And second of all, what types of things should they consider um, when when thinking about whether this is an appropriate thing to or situation to consult about? Yeah, great question. Um, so it's really easy. You can just send an email to SRM, which stands for Suicide Risk Management, um, srmconsult at va.gov. And um, there's a lot more information and resources on our website as well, which is, is part of the Rocky Mountain Myrick, um larger website. And so once you send that email, it goes to our staff, um, typically to Georgia Gerard, who's a social worker that works with us and, and one of our consultants as well. And Georgia will help um, pair you up with a consultant who has expertise in, in the area that's relevant to your question and then figure out with that consultant if it should be completed via email or over the phone and work with you to find a time that works for you both to get that done. And it can be um, an individual that's requesting the consult um, and that ends up on the phone or we can have a whole team. We've had as many as 10, 15 people on the phone before if a big, oh, wow. big team's really worried about a veteran. So um, anywhere in between is is good. And honestly, I would say that if you're even considering using this service, you should just shoot us an email. Um, it's, it's very rare that we've ever gotten a question that was not sort of appropriate for our services. We have a lot of resources, a lot of education, training, and then these individual case consultations that we can offer. So um, again, it goes back to the whole never worry alone idea. Don't worry about that either by yourself. Just shoot us an email and we'll help you figure it out from there. Exactly. And just to reiterate, this is free and open to any provider that's serving veterans. Yeah. And I think, you know, sometimes people seem to be very appreciative of the service and they don't want to sort of burden us. And so I want it to be very known that we're looking to expand. We want to be doing more and more of this. We do get paid to do this, um, but it's free to to everybody. And so it, it's part of our jobs and it's what we're here to do. So please don't hesitate. Great. And tell us a little bit about who makes up the team, what sort of roles and expertise you have within your uh, suicide risk management consultation team. 
Yeah, great question. So um, we are an interdisciplinary team. We have representation from psychiatry, social work, and psychology. Um, as I mentioned earlier, Dr. Hal Wurzel, he's a psychiatrist, and he co-directs the program with me and also um, does consultations. And um, Georgia mentioned earlier, she's um, a social worker, and she's a consultant and helps out with a lot of our administrative kind of tasks and helping run the day-to-day operations of the program. Um, we have Sara Nazim, who's a psychologist here in the Myrick and a consultant. Kaylee Canazero is also a psychologist um, and a consultant and also is helping out with a lot of our marketing efforts and helping connect with community partners and getting the word out. Then Dr. Pete Gutierrez, who's a um, well-known longtime suicidologist um, in our field, he's um, recently joined the team as a consultant. And um, Suzanne McGarity is um, getting trained as a consultant as well, another psychologist. And then um, much of what we're doing at this point wouldn't be possible without the Myricks Education Corps also. Um, They're really, really helping us get the word out and um, grow our service. Absolutely. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully, you know, with this podcast, you know, we can, again, help to share important knowledge about this resource. So talk to us a little bit about what a a consult might look like or a particular case that's standing out, obviously, in generalities, but just, you know, enough to sort of give us a window into what a consult looks like. You know, we have a few, I would say, categories of consultation questions that we get pretty commonly. Um, One is veterans who are um, known to be at really high risk and um, but are really difficult to engage in treatment. Um, That's a really kind of common presentation we have that providers are really struggling with. Our providers want to be doing everything they can to support these veterans and engage them Um, and it's just really challenging with some folks and so sometimes we're doing a lot of creative brainstorming around um, how to get a veteran engaged and sort of link up their goals um, with with what we're hoping to do to help mitigate their risk and um, come up with some creative solutions there. Um, another another area that we often um, end up talking about is really just. Um, some general questions of how do I help mitigate this veteran's risk? I've done all the things I typically do. This one feels kind of different to me. I'm not quite sure what to do. So we'll spend some idea or spend some time talking about creative ways to really assess the drivers of risk. So um, a lot of our folks are good at assessing their acute risk, but coming up with a really sort of um, well-developed and deep understanding of what's driving the desire for suicide and how to um, help manage risk from that standpoint. Um, so that's another another big one. Mm-hmm. So that's really helpful to hear how, you know, what are some typical requests you get and how you handle those. Um, and how do folks give feedback or how do you guys evaluate your program and see how well you're doing or how, how helpful it was for the clinicians that reach out to you? Yeah, great question. Um, So we collect some basic information about the types of providers that we serve and um, the types of veterans that we're getting consulted about um, in a de-identified kind of kind of way. And then we also send out a satisfaction survey following each consult. And so that gets sent out um, pretty shortly after the consult's completed. Um, it's eight items, just takes a couple minutes to fill out, but it gives our um, providers an opportunity to let us know what's working for them and what's not. Um, and it's been really helpful from a program development standpoint. If we're getting a lot of consistent feedback in one direction or the other, then we can make some program level changes based on that. Um, it's been really, really helpful. I would say we have really high rates of satisfaction from our users. Some areas that they 
tend to highlight as being most helpful is um, just having a fresh set of eyes on their cases. So these are folks they're really concerned about. And in most cases, folks are doing a great job. And we're able to offer some more recommendations, but people are doing a really good job. And so they feel very supported by being able to talk to peers, um, but peers that are also experts in this area. So have been in the field, know how to do this work, have felt sort of um, how emotional it can be doing this work and um, can really offer some nice feedback about um, the work they're doing. And then also um, we've been getting some really consistent feedback that uh, the recommendations we make with respect to documentation and risk stratification are particularly useful. I think something um, there that's unique is that risk stratification we talked about earlier and really thinking about acute and chronic risk. And it helps people get out of feeling pretty stuck with their documentation um, and having that match their clinical judgment. So finding those solutions, I think, is really relieving to people. Excellent. And, you know, I guess one other measure of people's uh, satisfaction with the program is you do tend to get some repeat uh, consults. Yeah, we have a lot of repeat users, um, a lot of people coming back to us, a lot of people who've just heard about the program from word of mouth from their colleagues will often get off the phone with people and they're like, oh, I'm telling my whole clinic about this resource. Um, And and so, yeah, that's a really nice um, way we're getting some feedback too. Awesome. And, you know, I guess that's part of why we're here today is we really want to help to spread the word about the program. Can you tell us about this relatively recent expansion? Yeah, absolutely. So um, like I mentioned earlier, the program started in 2013, but was just internal to VA providers. And um, there's been a lot of effort in VA nationally and from central office to make sure we're doing all we can to support veterans who receive care outside of the VA as well. And um, as as you and many of our listeners, I'm sure, know, the majority of veterans who kill themselves um, each day are not seen within VA. And so we want to be doing all we can to support providers in the community outside of VA that's, that's serving our high-risk veterans. And so Consistent with that, um, we asked for permission to expand to community providers. So back at the end of October, um, Secretary Shulkin signed a memo that allowed us to expand outside of the VA to serve any provider serving veterans. So, um, yeah, really excited about that expansion and um, starting to partner with a lot of community organizations to make sure they know about us and don't hesitate to use us. Great. Yeah. Thank you for mentioning that. I think it's so important. We we talk about our mission in terms of preventing suicide among all veterans if we really want to end the suicide issue within uh, veterans. So very important that we expanded. I know we've covered a lot today. And of course, as Bridget mentioned, we're going to send links uh, or include links to the website as well as the email so that you can dive in further. Um, But before I let you go, any closing thoughts for today? No, just um, encourage you to check out our website. Um, you can see the friendly faces on there of the consultants and learn a little bit more about the program. And like I said, just don't hesitate to reach out, even if you're not sure if it's an appropriate request for resources or consultation. Um, we're happy to just talk you through that, and um, we really hope to hear from you. Excellent. Well, that'll do it for today, everybody. Uh, thanks for joining us, and um, thank you, Bridget, again, for being on the show. And, um, of course, like we always mention, come check out our webpage, subscribe to the podcast, and hashtag never worry alone.